West Coast, No Coast, East Coast podcast, where I, your host, Adam Schaefer, will be breaking down all the happenings in the land's best fantasy basketball league, all the while attempting to reveal none of my actual strategy. I thought I completely understood the advice, don't care what other people think. If there was ever a moment that I needed a little refresher regarding this advice, perhaps some motivation regarding this advice, I simply retreat into the mind of the brilliant Howard Rourke, as I will right now for your listening pleasure. And isn't that the root of every despicable action? Not selfishness, but precisely the absence of a self. Look at them. The man who cheats and lies but preserves a respectable front. He knows himself to be dishonest, but others think he's honest and he derives his self-respect from that secondhand. The man who takes credit for an achievement which is not his own. He knows himself to be mediocre, but he's great in the eyes of others. The frustrated wretch who professes love for the inferior and clings to those less endowed in order to establish his own superiority by comparison. The man whose sole aim is to make money. Now, I don't see anything evil in a desire to make money, but money is only a means to some end. And these people, what they want is ostentation, to show, to stun, to entertain, to impress others. They're second-handers. Look at our so-called cultural endeavors. A lecturer who spouts some borrowed rehash of nothing at all that means nothing at all to him. And the people who listen and don't give a damn, but sit there in order to tell their friends that they have attended a lecture by a famous name. All second-handers. That precisely is the deadliness of second-handers. They have no concerns for facts, ideas, work. They're concerned only with people. They don't ask, is this true? They ask, is this what others think is true? Not to judge, but to repeat. Not to do, but give the impression of doing. Not creation, but show. Not ability, but friendship. Not merit, but pool. What would happen to the world without those who do think work produce? Those are the egotists. You don't think through another's brain, and you don't work through another's hands. When you suspend your faculty of independent judgment, you suspend consciousness. To stop consciousness is to stop life. Second-handers have no sense of reality. You've wondered why they suffer, why they seek happiness and never find it. If any man stopped and asked himself whether he's ever held a truly personal desire, he'd find the answer. He'd see that all his wishes, his efforts, his dreams, his ambitions are motivated by other men. He's not really struggling even for material wealth, but for the second-hander's delusion. Prestige. A stamp of approval, not his own. He can find no joy in the struggle, and no joy when he has succeeded. He can't say about a single thing, This is what I wanted because I wanted it, not because it made my neighbors gape at me. Then he wonders why he's unhappy. So yeah, that's why you shouldn't care what others think. But recently I found that that profound advice was even more profound. There was more wealth to be harvested. And I have done just that. It came in the form of arguments about fantasy basketball. 
arguments where you try to prove that you know more about fantasy basketball than someone else, which of course means that you are smarter than that other person. If you think about this through the lens of not caring what other people think, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have these arguments. This could very well be something that you want to do because it's fun. It is enjoyable to argue. I love arguing for me. But the difference when you employ the advice is that you reduce some of your attachment to the outcome of changing that other person's mind. Hey, I know I'm smart regardless. I don't need to prove that to anybody. I don't really care if this other person thinks that I'm as smart as I know that I am. Now, you could interpret that incorrectly to the point where you never take feedback, you never change your mind or anything. That is not what I'm advocating. I'm simply saying that you don't get so worked up about convincing other people that you're really smart. But that's not even, that's not the breakthrough. We already knew that. That's what not caring what other people think means. The new revelation is that it's really an edge to really not care what other people think. Like, it's not just that I don't care if I've won you over in this argument. It's that I don't even really want to. Because the world is easier for me to navigate if I have unique opinions that other people don't share. The more people that I'm able to convince to see the world as I see it means the more competition that I have to execute the strategy that was once unique. Think about a very small and weird world where there are five dads trying to obtain the same Christmas toy. There's only two of those toys in the entire world. Now, four of the dads believe that the best and really only way to get these Christmas toys is by going to Toys R Us. They're mistaken. You can actually get the toy on eBay as well, and father number five knows this. Does he want to convince them that you should be getting the toy on eBay. They're all sitting around a campfire drinking some beers on Friday night talking about getting this Christmas toy. And that dad number five would just love to point out how stupid they all are. Would love to point out that there is a better way. They don't even have to leave their homes. They could just go on the computer, press some buttons, and the toy will arrive. He wants to because he cares what they think. He wants to because it's great to feel smart and great to feel like you have this inside information that no one else has, which in this case is entirely true. No one else has it. But is he best served keeping that information to himself? Of course he is. Now, success inevitably will breed some copycats, so he will not be able to keep this information to himself forever. But as long as he can maintain this edge, he should. And this, I propose, is the extra wealth to be had in the advice of not caring what other people think. Yeah, it allows you to achieve purpose and happiness and fulfillment. It also allows you to maintain edges that would not otherwise be maintained. Speaking of edges... How about still Dre edging out the battle a few weeks ago to get into the championship game? How about Green 18 fulfilling the prophecy that was issued by Reed Whitcraft very early in the season and winning both the Roto Championship 
and the head-to-head -head championship. How about James and the Giant reheat with back-to-back -back playoff appearances in his first two seasons in the league? And how about we do a little man of the match for the final two matches of the season? We're going to blow out more than just the stat of the week, number of the week. We'll do the full man of the match. And we'll begin with our champion, Green 18. This was a close matchup throughout. Still, Dre had the lead. I felt there were 14 days in this matchup. Not if. There were 14 days in this matchup. Still, Dre was leading the majority of them, and then Jimmy Butler happened, and whew, wins points by 30, wins steals by 6, loses rebounds by 10. He does that all while only playing 84 games, and why did he only need to play 84 games? Because our man of the match, Jimmy Butler, how about... 50% shooting on 130 shots. Better than any percent in the free throws. Only eight threes. He's not going to bring you threes. But 17 steals in eight games. Eight blocks in eight games. So you're getting three combined steals and blocks per game. 197 points. And then this was the one that really stood out to me. 67 assists from Jimmy Butler? As for still Dre's man of the match, couple of guys, I mean, and I guess I, it's a couple of guys for all of these matches. Um, Dario Saric just continues to impress. 18 points per game in this championship matchup. Does it on solid shooting, both from the free throw line and from the field. But he is not the man of the match. The man of the match, actually, I've looked at it more. We're giving it to Dario Saric. See, I was thinking about Blake Griffin. His free throws were so bad, it didn't end up mattering because the teams were so good. We're going to go with Dario. 10 threes, that was one less than Griffin. Had one less rebound than Blake Griffin in one less game. Had 10 less assists, which is a big difference. Here was the thing that caught my eye when I went back through it. Seven blocks from Saric. So yes, not performing at the same defensive output as Jimmy Butler, but with 15 combined steals and blocks in seven games, he's getting more than two of those in a game, and that you would take any day from a guy you picked up off the waivers, not off the waivers, was a free agent that you picked up at one point during the season, did lead the team in 19 turnovers, but still Dre was so far behind in that category. Wasn't enough to make too much of a difference. Dario Saric, man of the match. Our consolation game was won by the man who played six more games than the other guy. Amazing. Green 18's got all this stuff on the line and only plays 80, 84 games. Dave Venti, I mean, there's still money, pride, competition on the line. Dave Venti playing 80 games? No one in the last week should only be playing 80 games. You can drop any player. It doesn't matter. Alas, we'll still give him. A man of the match. Uh, it's not going to be James Harden because of this turnover total. Six turnovers per game? I mean, I know we love the flashy numbers of Harden and Westbrook. And I know that Kawhi Leonard never smiles. But I mean, Jesus, can we at least bring a little bit of efficiency to the conversation when we talk about these guys? I mean, it was the same thing that we overlooked with Kobe. Kobe's scoring so much on 42% shooting. James Harden is passing so much on ridiculous assist toad. 
or uh, turnover totals. Jesus. He's going to set the record for the most turnovers ever in a single season. LeBron James handles the ball a lot, can be careless with it at times. He has 285 turnovers this season. James Harden has 440. Even the very loose Russell Westbrook has 406. He's number two on the list. Number three, John Wall with 306. I mean, this is just absurd. Man of the match, Tim Hardaway Jr. What? Seven games? 43% from the field? Kobe would kill for numbers like that. 89% from the line on 37 free throws. 15 threes, that's more than two per game. 17 rebounds, okay, that's not much. Okay, assists, 21, not that much. Steals and blocks, 11 total there, and 138 points from Tim Hardaway Jr.? Man of the match. And in this world of dudes who are not on rosters doing huge things in the final weeks of the season, we'll go man of the match for the battle. Don't know what that uh, team name was. Chris Middleton. Remember when redrafted him and then learned that he was injured? Yeah, redrafted him because Chris Middleton is awesome at fantasy basketball. He's pretty awesome at real basketball too, so I've heard the field goal percentage a little lackluster, but nothing for the battle to worry about because he's got those beasts pumping up the field goal percentage. Just to give you an idea, DeAndre Jordan, 74% from the field last in those final two weeks. As for Chris Middleton, so 42% of the field, not that good. 93% from the line, that's very good. 13 threes, that's pretty solid over eight games. 28 rebounds. The, the 14 steals really popped out to me. Uh, and actually, the more I think about this, he, he's not the man of the match. I, I can come up with several other ones as I just look at this. I, I, I guess I just want to recognize the guys who've been kind of overlooked this season, and Chris Middleton's one of those guys. But that's not my job here. That's how stupid MVP decisions happen, that we just feel like mixing things up, making sure that everyone gets an award. No, no, we're going to actually give the man of the match to the man of the match. And I'm going to need to pause for a second just to uh, actually figure that out. Real man of the match, Kyrie Irving. Why is he the man of the match uh, over Chris Middleton? First off, Chris Middleton had 19 turnovers. Kyrie only has 12. Kyrie is 175 points. That's almost 30 a game. A little bit less in those defensive categories. I mean, that was where Middleton really shined with those 14 steals. Kyrie gives you five steals, two blocks. But then he's going to give you more assists at the 27. He's going to give you more threes at the 18. And then those field goal percentage, so important. 51% from the field, 94% from the line. That's enough to get yourself a man of the match. So that is it. We are done with podcasts for this season. The next podcast is going to be the ACT-SAT, which you could attribute it to this season. I'm going to start, I'm going to call that episode one of the 2017-2018 season. Remember the keeper rules. $3 first year, $5 second year, $10 third year. So if you drafted a player year one for $10, you decide to keep him, it's going to cost you 13 You keep him the year two, it's 18 You keep him year three, it's 28 A player can be kept for three straight years regardless of who the owner is. So 
I could keep someone for two years, sell him off for the third year, the same tax applies and he must be let go after those three years. Remember that a player must have been drafted by someone, anyone, I don't care who, just a dollar had to have been paid for the player, for the player to have been kept. Uh, and it's these end of the season rosters. So the league opens up at some point in October. You can't scoop up players at that point. That should hopefully cover all of those questions. I'm sure it won't. It never never fully does. I know that we've got some issues we are going to vote on as we get into the latter stages of the summer um, about uh, weekly payouts, about 43 games, about eh, some of those other things that Brandon and I talked about. You can go listen to that podcast again. I probably will just to refresh myself. Remember what we all need to vote on. Guys, it's been great. It always is. Have a fantastic offseason. season.